This is an Ask Brothers production. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Ask Brothers Rant. Download all our content on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Enjoy. Alrighty, welcome to this, an Ask Brothers Rantcast, an Ask Bros OG. <sighs> I don't even know where to begin. That sigh, Toby, is a sigh of defeat. Like I feel defeated. I feel crushed. I don't know how to start this podcast off on any form of like positive nature or positive tone or like, you know, anti-fucking like anti, I don't want to stand here and be toxic and say that this is all shit and everything's fucked and there's reasons for it and we can talk about the reasons for it. But that was for me, Toby, devastating. Like I'm really, it's it's fucked me up. I played golf today. I didn't play particularly well. I came home. I turned on the Arsenal game. And I've got to admit, I kind of turned on the Arsenal game with some amount of like hope for something. I think I tipped it for a one nil or something like that, Toby. Like nothing major, but I I thought Arsenal would win. I thought, you know, more time, more coaching more mentality and even I when I saw the the lineup and I thought oh is that a is that a 4231 with a little bit more running in it and Saka on the left and Willick in there and you know I even when the David Louise selection when I looked at that I've got to admit when I looked at it initially and I thought it was three at the back I was happier with the Louise selection because I don't love him as a don't love him in a back four um but you know, it, it all looked pretty good. I, I like the idea of the passing game. I like the idea of of having Louise there and fuck mate, it delivered nothing. Again, literally nothing, except for a Gabrielle goal. Um put it on me, Toby. Put it on me. How are you feeling? The last game I think with the Pepe send off um and the way Leads were structured. I think we could find our way out of the of the negativity and sort of put a couple of things in place, which um, gave us a little bit of resolution as to why the game planned out the way it did. But this one, this one hurt badly, and and for me, the reason it hurt so badly is that it was a cowardly display, and I think that's why it's broken my back as 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 a fan and really got me concerned about the quality of the team and then the way that they're not playing for the manager at the moment and potentially the way the manager is um is not getting the most out of the team in terms of motivation or even um the theory that I've come up with from today which is that I it's my belief that the team has lost all joy with playing football. And I think sometimes you can have too many messages um, and too many fears as a footballer. And I feel like that they've been overcoached um, and that level of, obs- of obsessiveness. And I'm drawing conclusions here with the, um, with the Guardiola approach, the obsessiveness 
at the minutiae and the tinkering and the responsibilities of all the players um, not to leave their particular zones or lose possession, I feel like we've lost all joy and therefore all creativity and therefore all ability to affect the game from an attacking sense. So that, you know, it's all hearsay and conjecture, but that's what I'm seeing at the moment. Um, And the thing that disgusted me is that we got given what we wanted as fans, which is the extra player in midfield. And I, I in particular, was blaming the front three for a lack of movement. And what I saw today was a complete lack of desire to affect the play going forward from a central midfield position. And that really broke me as well today. Um, So I don't know how else we'll be, but a bit doom and gloom with this pod. But I feel like it's it's this ain't always just for people to listen to. This is also cathartic for us. So I reckon what we do in this pod is just have a discussion and nut it out like we usually do. Mm, mm. So two things, Toby. Number one, your internet is fucking awful. Whatever you can do to fix that, have a crack at that while I'm talking because you're on like at least a 20-second delay and you look fucking like a jizzed-up ghost face in the camera. So whatever you can do while I'm chatting, you try and fix your internet a bit. Um, and, yeah, I'm like I, I, I really feel you on that. I, I really feel you on the fact that it, it's very hard and it's been very difficult and it, I, I feel very broken, much like you do. I think much like the whole Arsenal fan base does. Now, I was someone who wasn't – so I was calling to put an extra midfielder in the team. I wasn't necessarily calling for – not that I was even necessarily calling for a midfielder. I was calling for a change in personnel, not necessarily a change from the system, right? So I felt that the three at the back system with the guys getting forward that was essentially going from five at the back to three in midfield, I didn't have that that same visceral fucking opinion that everyone else had where we had to go to a four. And I said on lots and lots of podcasts that I thought that Mikel Arteta was playing He had already come in when he started coaching and tried to play a 4-2-3-1 and it hadn't worked. Your internet's much better. I can see your face now. But he had already come in and tried to play that when he started, realized he couldn't do it with the personnel he had, reverted to this three at the back, this augmented system, which made us very, very solid. And I find it interesting. People are still saying, oh, uh, saying as if we are still solid. And basically, since we've gone to four at the back, we're not fucking solid anymore so we're as bad creatively as we were when we were playing with Tierney as the third center back and the evolving sacker or amn going into midfield we're as bad creatively but we've also now lost all notion of defensive solidarity we've gone to a midfield two in sabios and jacker who we fucking knew didn't work we knew it didn't work right we've then gone and put all this load on jacker again and when did Jacker come back into the team? And when did Jacker start to look good? In a fucking passive approach with Arsenal playing a relatively deep block. And all of a sudden we go and play him in a four where he's isolated in the middle of the park. We're standing by himself in the first half while Sabios is trying to bomb forward and link. And then the guy has no fucking balls anymore. And I'm no Jacker fan. I'm not absolving him. I'm actually the opposite of a Jacker fan at the moment. I think that he's become a stats padder. I think he's become someone who's just playing for himself and is now so risk averse 
that he doesn't want to go in and make tackles and whether that's the fans fault in a way for fucking jumping on him and destroying him like we've done to other players i'll accept that that we own part of that space as fans but i also accept the fact that as fans we fucking jumped on him for being a useless fucking shit cunt so this is the thing that's boggled my fucking mind like everyone said don't go to a four until you have a thomas party and then we bring in a thomas party and we play him in a fucking five and then as soon as he gets injured, Mikel Arteta caves to the fucking pressure. And I don't know whether it's fan pressure. I don't know whether it's press pressure. I don't know whether he's not a mature enough manager yet to have been able to block all that off and stay his own course and stay his own path. But there was a fucking reason why the guy didn't want to play a four until he got someone like Thomas Partey in. And then he gets injured, and that fucking week is the week to go put Xhaka and fucking Ceballos into a two in fucking midfield? That's why I'm pissed off. Yeah, I can't argue with you there. I, I think I think because I was so bored with the football and with the no goals from open play for over eight hours, I think I was just happy to see an extra body in midfield. And the chance of, of more attacking play and our fullbacks sort of playing in more um, traditional positions. But you're probably you're probably right in that we didn't just lose Parte, we lost El Nenny as well. In in one fell swoop, one week, both of them gone. And you're going back to a central midfield that really got protected by playing in the formation um, that we had previously. And we kind of we kind of knew that. I feel like with um, with all right, sorry, Scunny Mike's just popped up. Arteta needs to start taking some flack for the crap we are watching in the league. Um, maybe we'll come back to that point. Um, the that midfield two protected via that formation and really getting an extra pair of bodies with our wing backs as well and coming into that midfield for almost probably protects Sabios who is slow as fuck and tends to wander. I like him because he gets a foot in and he's quite skillful on the ball. Um, and then you've got Jacob who like you said, has to protect um, and to protect those, um, maybe not just stats padding, like you're saying, Max, but not getting broken, not losing the ball, not bringing on a transition and certainly not to get caught out of position too high up the pitch. But what we've done is we've created this incredibly cowardly approach where we're so safety first, we're so risk averse that all we do is play the same ball backwards the same ball back to the central defenders or sideways or the ball out to the wing back. And then we put all the pressure on those wing backs and, and wide forwards. They're in The entire attacking responsibility of our team falls on those players. And we don't really have anyone to push forward and arrive late in the box. And we certainly don't have yeah. anyone to finish yeah. with their head. Um, so the, the word that I'm coming to out of this game is, is cowardly. So what we need is for our midfielders to show some form 
of creative ambition and balls and mineral possession so we don't lose the ball, but we're doing nothing going forward. And we're also slow as fuck when we do lose the ball. So we're actually incredibly exposed on the counter still. So in this in this incredible roundabout way, because I wanted us to change from a back three as well, we've actually made ourselves more susceptible. So now we don't score goals. We've lost the midfield pair that actually kind of worked that we could change the formation. And, you know, and, and then we just have this this horrible display. Um what was um what was Scunny Mike's point then about Arteta having to wear? He was just he was saying that Arteta has to wear some some crap for what we're watching and and look I I I agree with Mike completely. I've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks that Arteta cannot be absolved of responsibility from either a man management perspective that he needs to be getting these guys up for it and from the perspective like I spoke about at the start of the show where I I feel like he was actually on the right path for the squad that he had, even though it might have been boring. He was taking that on board and saying, nope, this is the way that we're going to play. This is the way that we're going to finish highest, not this is the way that we're going to appease fans and people in the fucking press box who want to play attacking football without the squad. And um, We've been through it enough, Toby. On the Ask Bros Extreme, on, you know, on so many podcasts, we've spoken about the toxicity and the division that's within the squad and whether or not these are the same players who are losing the dressing room, the same players who down tools for Unai Emery. You know, I sort of touched on the fact that I don't think that Xhaka plays for Arsenal anymore. I think Xhaka now plays for Xhaka. And I, I said I don't know how much of the blame is in there between the way that we treated him as fans and the fact that he was shit. Like, it, it's, it's very much chicken and the egg for me, but obviously both things have come together to create this beast now where this guy would rather run backwards to his own fucking goal, 30 yards, than go and run forwards and get caught. And, and like, you know, I, I said it in our group chat, the guy's a fucking passenger, right? He's a fucking passenger. He's a passenger on the ball. He doesn't move the ball fucking fast enough. He needs two and three touches. The problem is Sabios next to him needs two and three touches. They're not guys who just pop and go and play a ball. We saw that when Party was playing in the midfield before his injury against Villa, he was getting on the ball and taking one touch out his feet and spreading it to Aubameyang on the left, who was actually running into space. Um, I'm going fucking roundabout because I'm half cut and you are, and, you know, you not, are not feeling particularly not feeling particularly great. But going back to what you said before, Toby, where I do take a little bit of umbrage with what you said today about the fact that you felt that there was an effort and they didn't try. See, I actually felt like there was effort. There were 33 crosses. 33 crosses. Willian's best game I'm in talking an about our central midfield, Max. That, that's no, yeah, where okay. well, I, I will call I them cowards. Well, I, don't think that, I don't think that Sabios was cowardly. I just think that Sabios didn't suit that system. I, I always think Sabios tries quite hard. I just thought he was really ineffective again and ineffective by himself. I did think Xhaka was cowardly. We will go into Aubameyang later on and, and talk about him. But across the board from the rest of the team, like I was saying, I thought Willian played quite well. I'm not going to say Willian had a great game, but I thought he played quite well. He knocked in a lot of passes. He held the ball well. He rode his challenges. I thought Willick, again, had an isolated game. I thought Saka had a poor game. And it's very hard for Arsenal fans to, to give Saka shit 
at the moment. Like they, they never seem to bring him up in the conversation, but he's had in the last three games opportunities to score goals in every single game and hasn't finished his breakfast, as as brother Manny would say. Um, I don't think he played badly, think, though. I just think no, we're relying, no, no. Did, we're relying not, on a 19-year-old. He's, he's not executing, Toby. And regardless of whether you're relying on him or not, when you create as few chances as what we do, when those chances come, people need to finish them. You know, you've then got, uh, a, again, you've got a guy in Joe Willock who's maybe not at the level of the Premier League. And, and I've said over and over again, probably needs a loan, probably needs to go and work out what he is and where he's going to play because the team's not good enough. He doesn't need a loan. Like he just needs to not be relied on for the first team. Where he's playing at the moment is perfect. FA Cup, Europa League. Yeah. He's, what yeah. he's doing is he's playing his trade there and he's affecting the game. He just can't make that step up at the moment to the Premier League. He doesn't need a loan. We just need a better fucking first team. And we need to play a second string team in the Cups. And you should be bringing on these guys off the bench and them having an effect off the bench because they're full of energy, right? You bring on Nelsons yeah. and you bring on Willicks late in games because they're full of energy and they're going to run and they've got tiring defences. You don't fucking bring them on from the start of the game against very well-drilled, very compact Wolves teams who finished above us last season and will most likely finish above us this season and expect them to come in and have this massive effect. I thought that Hector Bellerin, despite there being this fucking divide on the internet of people giving him shit for getting exposed, I thought Hector Bellerin had a blinder. He was our most intense, moved the ball the fastest, got in the best attacking positions, and yes, he got exposed, Toby, but in that fucking system, the whole point, if we're playing a crossing game, is you get your fucking wingers up the pitch, and what you expect is that your central midfielders have enough gas, enough athleticism, and enough movement to fucking cover the space once they leave it. But neither Xhaka or Ceballos can do it particularly well. And this is the infuriating thing. We fucking knew that. We knew that, Toby. We knew that they weren't going to do the job there. Every time the two of them have been named on the fucking team sheet, I've sat there and gone, probably going to lose the midfield battle. And what do we know? Lose the midfield battle, lose the game. My, my only problem with that is that we have to bring work into that discussion. So I thought he drove forward really well. I do agree with you in terms of Bellerin. I've seen on our chat group, he has been absolutely fucking destroyed for this game. But I positive two or positive one. Um, I gave I him man of the match. Man of the match, Toby. I gave him yeah. three points. Yeah. Yeah. Now, look, I was actually thinking he's well on the road to a full recovery. His pace looked bad. And just like that, Toby's internet was has like... completely shit itself. So whether he's going to come back or not, I don't know. Are you back? I'm here. Yeah. Oh, your internet's fucking terrible. You're literally dropping in and out of the room. Well, I've got, I've got no bloody mobile battery to hotspot so it you don't is have it a, is. you don't have a charger that you can plug into your computer while your thing is running uh, yeah hold on all right you, okay, you talk you I'm, talk i'm gonna toby i can do it i can intermission monologue, bro. don't don't do a big steve <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's just me what do i do
Uh, so anyway, while Toby's going, I figure I'll uh, I'll tell you a story. What's a good story? What's a good story that's happened to me recently or in the past? I'll tell you the story about when I shit myself in Italy, right? So anyway, I'm in Italy and everyone in Italy drinks fizzy water or they put these fucking pills in the water because the sewer is like old as fuck, right? Like old shitty sewers. I'm talking like old Roman like horses and fucking aqueducts and shit. They use the same sewers. So anyway, Victoria, my wife and I, we're going through Italy and, uh, and I'm fucking drinking the water. I'm getting hammered every night. So I'm getting up in the middle of the night, like drinking out of the fucking bars. So I'm drinking like 18 fucking bottles of wine a night. Right. And anyway, we finally, cause we didn't have a lot of money back then. We fucking don't have a lot of money now. Fuck you COVID. But we had even less money back then. And we were sort of going through Italy as our first trip together in our mid twenties. And, uh, anyway, we stumped up the money to go to this great restaurant in Sorrento that was like the fucking restaurant. I was after this this particular Vongolay. It was like Vongolay is basically from Sorrento and this is the restaurant that does it the best. And anyway, I've been drinking this water and I've got terrible fucking farts, right? Anyway, I go down to the urinal to go take a piss and it's like downstairs around the corner. We literally got sat at the table and it's downstairs and around the corner. And I say to... Victoria, oh, I've got to go take a piss. Do you want to just order some entrees or some bread or something? Anyway, I go down and take a piss. And as you do when you're taking a piss, you have a tendency to fart, right? So anyway, I let out this fucking fart and I shit myself. And I don't mean like a like a small amount of shit. I mean like a full-blown like fucking diarrhea fart, like a balloon of wet shit straight down the back of my legs, like warm, wet shit down the back of my fucking legs. Right. And I'm like, fuck, what do I do? So anyway, I go from the urinal into the cubicle. Right. And I'm in the cubicle and I've like taken my jeans and I'm with skinny jeans. It's fucking hard to take jeans off in a bathroom. I've got my shoes off. I've got my socks off. I'm taking my skinny jeans off. And anyway, I've got these shitty fucking drawers. Right. And I'm like, what do I do with these shitty drawers? And I go to the toilet paper. There's no fucking toilet paper there. It's like three levels of fucking horribleness. So anyway, I end up taking my drawers off and using my drawers to clean my like shitty ass and shit down the back of my fucking legs. Anyway, I get up, I put my jeans on, I throw the drawers in the toilet, I flush it. All the sewers nearly are fucked, like you can barely flush toilet paper down them. So anyway, the sewer starts to fucking bubble up. So I reach in, grab these shitty drawers, pull them out, it all drains. I'm looking around for somewhere to put them. So anyway, the only thing I can work out doing them because there's no fucking basket or anything in there is to pull the, like, the flusher unit off the wall a bit and ram my shitty drawers down the wall. So anyway, I ram them down the wall. I put my jeans back on. I walk upstairs. I sit down at the table, and Victoria's like, you've been gone for half an hour. I said to her, yeah, I've just shit myself. We've got to leave. So anyway, we left this restaurant and never had the amazing Vongole because I shit myself there. Intermission over. I've heard you shaking story. your head at me, so, Toby. So many fucking times. And I reckon <laughs> in true Max fashion, the truth never gets in the way of a good yarn. And there's oh, no, little, Toby. It's little, all, it's all little in there. elements, little sprinkles of glitter that get thrown on as the Toby, as the you gotta you gotta be a, you gotta be a you gotta be a performer, Toby, especially when you're given an intermission and you don't want to talk about football. So I just told a ten minute story about shitting myself in Italy. And that's where <laughs> I'm that's, that's that's what 10 minutes of the podcast is now. All right. Anyway. Well, any, 
Anyway, we didn't have. I hope you. Music. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed my story. Hope you enjoyed my poo pants story. I've got other poo pants stories. Uh, one happened in Mexico. Uh, I've had a couple happen here. Toby Max, has bought me drawers. Shut the fuck up. The Let's before. get back. Let's get back onto the football. Now you're rambling. Okay. Have you fixed up your many internet and other issues, Toby? Have you got your phone? Yeah, I have my my usual backup with hotspotting. I hadn't bothered to charge my phone, so I apologize. We don't have cool mute, cool intermittent music or intermission music like our blog. We have Max, a cretinous dickhead, constantly talking about shitting his pants because that's his go-to yeah. subject. So I hope um, everyone enjoyed that. And for for the Ars brothers, we've heard that story about 57 times already. But uh, to any new viewers... That's how much of a fuckwit this man is. I think so, we were talking about Hector Bellerin before you dropped out, Toby. Okay, well, no, no, well, the well, fact, the fact well, that I gave him three points and you gave him two points and Scunny, who's in the room, gave him worst player on the pitch, couldn't handle him. And, and yeah. Twitter and the internet is split on this. It's really interesting because I think what, what we're doing, so I'll, I'll just park the actual Bellerin performance for a moment. All right, we'll, we'll read the comments. So Scunny Mike said, it's gone. Can you bring that back up? Max, you're fucking nuts. If you think Bellerin had a good game, he may be good at going forward, but what's his main job? Going forward yeah. is his main fucking job in this system, actually, Scunny, I'd say. Yeah, but- uh, look, I, I would have to argue something similar. I was just about to park the performance as a bus, but I've lost my train of thought anyway. I really think we are so fucked at the moment from an attacking sense that our major attacking threat, they're not even our wide forwards anymore. They're actually our fullbacks, you know, and all of that pressure goes on there. And I said that in our chat group that I think it's the hardest working position physically. You're such a fuckwit that the, the modern day fullback is the most difficult position to play on the pitch and and unfortunately in our team because our midfielders I actually think this is an, an Arteta strategy as much as our central midfielders are shit and I think both have to take the blame the conservative approach that we have for our midfielders not to leave their post and pass it either sideways or backwards and put all of the onus on our fullbacks and our wing forwards to create something in a team that has no attacking impetus or ability with with heading the ball in the the I'm, I'm repeating myself here, but the fullback is our most important attacking position. So unless they're getting covered or they have the the recovery speed to come back, then it's a pretty thankless task. And the polarization, I think, um, in terms of the Bellerin performance is. How many fucking bad players on the pitch can you have? And then yeah. if Bellerin wasn't doing what he was doing, would we have got anywhere near close to creating anything at all? No. And this so, is what I was saying. He was our most intense player. You talk about the ball not being progressed fast enough. Every time Hector got on the ball today, the reason why I gave him man of the match, every time he got on the ball, he had one desire. Drive it forward, link with his winger, move it quickly. Right, that was his sole purpose. Now, in that position, like you know, people talk about the fact that they don't like Hector going inside. Oh, he goes inside too much. Well, he stayed wide today. 
He stayed wide. He had Willian in front of him. He overlapped. I think he had something like nine crosses attempted. He's also our highest assist maker. You know, and this brings me to, I, I guess, a point. He's our only fucking assist maker. Well, this brings me to a point I was going to make earlier anyway, Toby, which is why the fuck when you have no one in the box, and Steve's just written up like Hector Bellerin, man of the match, question, question, question. You fucking find me a better man of the match, Steve. You find me someone who actually fucking played well, who actually stood up and did really well because there wasn't fucking much to choose from. So you actually end up, for me, choosing someone who showed some heart and showed some desire and showed that they wanted to win the game because there weren't fucking many of them on the pitch. And I'll tell you who two of them probably were. Kieran Tierney, Hector Bellerin. They would have been my two for the fucking game. So, and this well, one from Fergus. And sorry, Toby, this one from Fergus. Fergus, I'm going to shoot you the fuck down here and I'm going to shoot all the other people down here. It was a fucking deflection. He went down to make the save and the ball got deflected. It moves a foot before him and he parries it to the penalty spot. I'm so sick of these fucking Leno haters. Enough of it. Enough of it. If it was a straight shot, and he didn't get down, and he parried it to the penalty box again, I'd be right there with you. But it was a fucking deflection. Get off it. It was. It was off Bellerin. And it was and yep. it was significant, and it was late, and that's why he went one way and then saved it with his legs. Max, yeah, you're asking up. Absolute bollocks. I'm sick of it. Absolute bollocks. Oh, because Twitter's full of these fucking Leno-hating pricks. I love you, Fergus, but your agenda against Leno is, like, mind-boggling. Dude. Drink a glass of water. You're getting, car- getting carried away on your fucking... I've been <laughs> arguing with people on Twitter all day. Jesus, you think I'm fucking... I love no. Fergus. I love Fergus. I'm here to argue with Fergus. No, no, no. no. You want I, to come I, into I, the space? I'm, I'm happy to have him. Come at me, Fergus. I love you, I'm, champion. I'm not dismissing, dismissing that point at all, or I'm not um, arguing with you at all. I just mean... Calm, <laughs> calm it down a bit, champion. Um... Anyway, let, let's rein it in a bit. Let's let rein it in a bit. So what I feel at the moment, and this is a reflection. So th- this is more of general discussion, but let's go there. The I feel the attack on Bellerin, who I feel that has improved game on game the last, you know, four or five games to the point where I think he's actually making a return closer to what we've I? seen him before. Um, like the... The heroic block, I thought, off um, NATO, I thought was was a pretty poignant moment in the match. Do you do you agree with me? Yeah, Where NATO he sprinted back. NATO no, was but, the best player on the pitch for all twenty two players. Yeah, yeah, but do do you understand what I'm saying? Where Leno um, Bellerin sprinted back and hurled himself mm-hmm. full kung fu style after being up the pitch attacking. So that that that's. We do get swayed by heart a little bit, but we are pretty slim pickings in terms of um, in terms of this game's performance. So now my point previously was that I feel as fans, we're just going round and round in circles in who we're going to shit on for this particular day. So we've got our our common denominators, the ones we always shit on, you know, Xhaka, old hat. We know who he is. We know his shit. We know he's not good enough. He is also not just not good enough now. He's become conservative and not playing for the team. 
playing for himself. We've got your Mustafis who we shit on. We've got your Lacazettes who we sit on, shit on. We've got our Willians who we shit on because we never wanted him in the first place and he's proving us right. But now we're starting to turn even more. So we're starting to turn on a couple of the players that weren't turned on previously. Now we're, now we're starting to question Arteta. And what's happening now, and I'm not saying it's wrong, but we're having this thing where every match, because we need to be reactive, we have to find a new guy to blame or a new guy to shit on. And there's so many factors into playing with how we got ourselves in this position. We sold, we got rid of Genduzi and Torreira and we only bought in Partey, all right? So we'd left ourselves threadbare. We'd already chinned fucking Mesut. We'd already got him out. We'd already ostracized him. But we played the big card as well and got rid of Genduzi. I'm not saying that's wrong because I wasn't a Genduzi fan anyway. But what we've done is we've taken, we've taken a big risk and got rid of too many players and then whatever business model we had, whether it's player agents, we have got in far too many defenders. Tell me now whether Cedric or Pablo Marie were worth signing when we have like nine centre-backs or, you know, Ainsley was convinced to stay at our club because we didn't want to lose him. Toby, and as, much as, Sal- and as much as the Saliba argument is boring because we haven't seen him yet, there's the best part of thirty million pounds played on a young man who'd never played played at this now, level. Now this this is coming back to to my point. So all the money we have spunked. So we've loaned out Torreira when potentially we didn't need to because Partey had a release clause. We've chinned Genduzi and said get the fuck out. You've talked behind the manager's back and openly um, given him shit. Mesut was a cancer in the squad and we've made a big play Still just a- like. And you know what? He's as much of a cancer sitting out of the squad as he is in the squad. That's so, not the point of my discussion. All right. So oh no, let I'm me let me let me so let me finish my fucking point, please. So what we've done is we've decimated our midfield options. We've taken big gambles on cutting players out. We've overloaded our expenditure in a defense where we've got so many of these pricks that we can't actually play them all, even if we wanted to. All right. And now all of a sudden our squad is incredibly imbalanced, lacking confidence, lacking creativity, lacking desire, and we're 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 in a really, really bad place at the moment. And I don't and I don't see a way out. Something special might happen and we might pull it out of our ass against the against Spurs, but Parte is injured, so nothing big is gonna is going to change in two, in two that weeks, sense. Two more weeks for party, apparently. So my roundabout point coming back to the polarisation of how our fan bases viewed the Bellerin performance, I think you and I have seen attacking impetus, desire, tracking back, throwing himself at the ball, and the rest of the team, apart from Saka and Tierney, who can't even be bothered trying anything, you know, because we're playing so conservative. They're like, well, you know, I don't want to do it. Let, let's bring up Aubameyang, not putting his head where it might hurt with the, with the, with the Cody so I clearing. Sent you, I sent you a message, Toby, and I said I have more bravery in my little toe than what Aubameyang has in, in, in his entire body. He has no desire to put his head somewhere. 
He has no desire. Like his movement is terrible at the moment. He showed for the ball mm. maybe twice in the game. Mm. It's absolutely awful. He looks absolutely done with this season already. And the really fearful thing is, the really, really fearful thing is that what are you meant to do with a guy like this now? Like if he decides he doesn't fancy it and he decides he doesn't fancy being at Arsenal, you can't shift him. You can't drop him. You can't do anything. We've written ourselves into another fucking contract and it doesn't make a huge amount of sense to me because every excuse that I have brought up for him, every excuse that I've said, I think he lacks fans. I think he's naturally, this is the longest he's gone with that goal. He's lacking confidence. I think that the midfield isn't providing for him enough. But ultimately, if you're a if you're a top level guy, like a top, like you're talking top 1% in the world as far as finishes go, and you're finally given your job, your role. Should you not be running around like a bulldog, harrying people, uh, tracking back, doing whatever you need to do to get involved to drag the team forward, especially when you're the captain? Not to uh, That's what I was going to say. Not to mention when you've got the captain's armband on, you know, and that was an awful uh, – I feel that it was a real awful decision to hand him the captaincy because you've got a guy whose sole job is to stay happy, upbeat, and score fucking goals, not drag – a team of underperformers forward. So I think that was a really poor performance. You know, I and I'm not having the Xhaka discussion. Give it to anyone who shows more desire and leadership in the dressing room. I don't even care if they don't play anymore. Go back to the fucking Per Mertesacker, Vermalen model, you know, whatever. You know, let's not have the pressure of a goal scorer who's a good time party boy trying to lead this fucking club about. I think there's a reason. You know what? Good time people, Toby, struggle when the times are bad because they're good time people. No, no, for sure. And, 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 and I think I've got to the point where, uh, do you remember when we landed him from Dortmund because he'd been ostracized from Dortmund because of that very thing? He probably wasn't playing the structured, you know, German, very, you know, straight down the line, very um, very obsessively complete path that they desired from him. And we actually got Aubameyang because he wasn't meeting the requirements of the club. He'd been pushed mm-hmm. out. So we, we tend to forget that because he came in and did such a good job because he felt loved and he had his balls tickled and it was a new opportunity for him. Whereas he, he potentially has regressed back to the mean or regressed back to his true self. So here's a guy that is going to get on the end of things and not create anything for I'm not getting on the himself. end of fucking anything at the moment. Well, we, we're not creating anything. You know, we, we well, always no, knew he was put, a low I, touch I will player. put this same question back to you again, Toby. And, and this is the thing where it comes back to, I forgot what Mike said earlier on about where you have to start questioning Arteta. I mean, if you're not saying Arteta out, you allow all the factors, the fact that like Fergus has said, Fergus has listed every player that he thinks isn't good enough. And it's literally half the fucking squad. Well, he says, this guy's it, not good. Apart from yeah, the and kids. We, and, we all, and we all agree that and we all understand it. And Toby, in saying that, apart from the kids, a lot of the kids aren't good enough. Like a lot of the kids aren't premiership level. Well, give well, them a go to be good enough. There's no, no fucking well, point. Premiership level, Toby. Don't contradict yourself because earlier on you said the perfect statement where you said it's not that they're not good enough, but they're not good enough to lead the fucking team. They're good enough to be a piece of the team. 
and you're asking kids to come in and change it. You're asking Willock to change it. You're asking Saka to change it. You're asking Nelson to change it. You got fucking 200 million pounds worth of players that you bought who are already at that level who are meant to be fucking changing it. Well, I didn't contradict myself for shit because when you when you tear it all up, I'm just going to ignore you with that. When you tear it all up and you give the opportunity to the kids because these old hat overplayed has-beens or never worse have fucked it up so hard, you're not actually going to get much worse. So, yeah, they don't have the, the nous or the experience right now to drag a team forward or lead them or change a game single-handedly, but they're sure as shit going to learn more playing on instinct then watching, then I would take on the Freddie approach. Yes, I would. I would. I and absolutely did it work for would. Freddie? I would have backed Freddie back then as well. We just had a better option with Arteta. Oh, it's it's maddening, isn't it, Toby? And this is this is a, a like a paradigm of Arsenal fans at the moment, you know. And it's so fucking difficult. We've got five or six of our friends in the room right now, all arguing different points, different cases. You and I are arguing, you know, because you're being thought, a cunt. Yeah, well, I'm, well, no, I'm Toby. You know what? I'm fucking upset. I'm aggravated. This is, you know, Dan Potts often talks about this that the Arsenal is an important part of his life. It's an important part of his mental makeup, whether it's through socialising or talking or, like, I, I had fucking before I even watched the game today, Toby. You know how a new Arsenal had lost because even though I wasn't answering the messages, I could see the people's faces popping up who were messaging me. I could yeah. see it. And I fucking knew, I knew when I turned on the game, I was like, for fuck's sake, do we really have to Mm. go through this again? And and sorry, what I was saying about what Dan was saying is about how important this is that, you know, that your football team who you support, it doesn't even matter if you win or lose, but you feel like they've left it all out there. You can go and you can support a team that's fighting relegation and love a season where they're fighting relegation. I've got a guy who drinks in the bar who's a mad Bolton fan. And he was like, I used to love Bolton fighting at the bottom of the table. It was the best football we ever saw because they were all killing each other. And when we got a big scalp, the whole crowd would sing and it would roar. So I'm not Mm. so much obsessed with the fact that we have to be a top team and we have to be a number one team. I recognise that we've had our, maybe we've had our moment in sun. And Toby, as you and me being Canberra Raiders fans, we've actually been through this, right? Where Mm. we've supported a team, granted different sport. We've supported a team who was the fucking best. We had our Invincibles era where we had the best team, unstoppable stars everywhere. And we went through 15 fucking years of being 20, absolutely 20, terrible. More. And we got yeah. our grand we got our grand final last year. And that was fucking emotional, dude. That was fucking emotional. Because well, we didn't get our grand final. We lost no, in the we grand got final. Two. We, we lost horrible. in the grand final. But I mean, we got there, we we climbed the mountain again. You know, mm. and I think that all that you really care about as an Arsenal fan now is that we start climbing the mountain, and it doesn't feel like we're climbing the mountain. No, it feels and and, like we're and slipping down the mountain, like we don't have the right fucking cleats to climb the mountain. And somewhere in your incessant fucking rambling, you made a coherent point: is that all we want as fans is for our team to leave it all out on the pitch, and I don't think we had that. All right, apart from. There's four. All right, there's four players, excluding 
Now, I'm not excluding the defence, but you've got, for me, the players that really put in the effort is Saka, Tierney, Bellerin, and to an extent, Reese Nelson when he came on. I think our central defenders have played very well. So for me, they're they're not part of the problem. They're actually they're they're not even the problem anymore. They're something that that we can feel strongly about. But like you said, the the effort, the desire, and you've got a Wolves team who yes, they're very heavily structured. Yes, they also take a don't concede third pol first policy, but my God, that they were committed to every single challenge. You know, mm. they were committed to the tactical fouling. They were committed to not letting place, players run past them. They were committed to hurling their bodies in front of everything. They were committed to showing us the wings because they knew that we couldn't penetrate through the centre. They were committed to clearing everything. They made us look so average and what pisses me off so predictable yeah and the the thing that pisses me off is like always with this team we only woke up when we conceded and we should have scored twice because Aubameyang didn't make any effort from the Tierney cross was it a Tierney Mm. cross he didn't make that effort it came from the other side I think it came from the other side the one where he didn't get his head in enough yeah it it was a left left not left to right it came from left to right you twonk and then the the actual goal, which was only two minutes after that, was um, was Gabriel. We don't have an issue with his desire. And the the only compliment I will give Willian, I think, ever, was that that was a very good cross. But that's the only I fucking Willi- thing. I thought Willian. I uh, thought Willian had a. Ve- I thought uh, Willian. I'm not saying he had a good game. He was just less but shit. And uh, we're not. Yeah, we're not again, setting Toby, our ceiling when there's very nothing high. Good on the fucking pitch. When there's nothing good, all these people in the comments saying how good Gabriel was. His worst passing game for Arsenal I've ever seen. I thought Gabriel struggled. So many missed passes. And I thought when we were playing a back four, Gabriel was more exposed than previously. Fucking David Luiz was more exposed and Rob Holding was exposed for pace consistently. Yeah, which is exactly why, again, I take it back to my other point. Playing the back five and actually rotating through the back five makes more sense for this. As much as you want to play a four, until you have the players to play the four, until you have a fit party, someone said it in the comments, one or two more either starting options or midfield or, or even like one starting option and one bench option, until you can do that, you're fucked. You're fucked. You can't ask Hector to get that far down one side and ask Tierney to get that far down one side and then put two really immobile people. And I'll tell you what, I don't know if anyone else saw this, but there was a break down the middle. It was in about the 60-something minute, and Ceballos was as slow as Xhaka turning and getting going. Like he was standing in fucking sand while one of the lads, one of the, the Portuguese lads they have was moving. And you and I have said this before. Ceballos is deceptively slow. The ball moves fast. When Sabas has it as his feet, he moves the ball quickly with the ball. In a running race, he's fucked. He's very slow. He's got very skinny legs. He's got a little fucking ass, right? Yeah. He does not have explosive power. Big knees, skinny right. legs, no ass. He's not yeah. built for running. No. And then you have these two guys who have no ability to backfill the midfield. 
which was the whole point of playing Party and El Nenny, was at least they had the athleticism to backfill the midfield. And it's weird because everyone talks about the fact that these performances have been so bad. But these performances are the two performances where we went from a five to a four, and they're two performances where we went back to the two midfielders that we already didn't knew didn't work in a four, which were why when we had them, we went to a five. And the guy who we bought to go to a four, who was then partnered by a guy who wasn't good enough, who all of a sudden started looking a lot better because that guy was there, were both out of the fucking team. Mm. Like, well, it's, it comes... It's, 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 it, it's maddening, it back, Toby. It comes back to Scunny's point that... that and I'm not saying that you do the Arteta out thing, but but we do have to question this. And we actually, <laughs> I'm going to say it because we're fuckwit wannabe pundits. Got to stop listening to social media. You got to stop listening to the fans. They don't know what they're fucking talking about. They're not in the inner sanctum. They're not coaches. They're not athletes. You don't listen to that shit. <laughs> Wonderful comment from Fergus Keating. Xhaka was yeah. searching for Leno's prostate. He was that deep. And you would be correct, Fergus. Yeah. You'd be correct. Um, Toby, last little bit of the show, because we knew when we were going to start this that it was going to be a bit of a fucking shouty, rambly, upset, half drunk. It's 9 o'clock at night in Melbourne. I've been on the beer since I finished playing golf at midday, you can probably tell. Hence the golf tash. I've started playing well when I shave in the tash. So I started shaving it in for golf every week. I didn't play well today. The tash might not be back. Um, but, Toby, next week is Tottenham. It's a very worrying prospect to to be going up against a Tottenham who is, I don't know if they are still top of the league. They started this weekend top of the league. But going up against a, a, a top of the league Tottenham team, um, I mean, for me, I put up on on Twitter today, I hope Arteta bites the bullet and goes back to a five, plays passive and treats Tottenham like a big team, treats them the same way that we treated the Liverpools and treats them the same way that we treated treated the Chelsea's last year. I'd love to see him bring someone like Ainsley Maitland-Niles back into the team who's done such an amazing job for him in that passive team, in that five at the back. I'd love to see a back three of... To replace who, though? Who would you you drop? I would play... I would, I would put Saka on the bench for a start. I think he's cooked. I think he's So tired. you'd play Tierney back three with AMN. Back three, left, AMN left on the back. other side. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like the cup final. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I would go yeah. back to that system knowing that those players can look at that old system and he can get them to say, this has worked in the past. Let's put some players out on the pitch who have worked in the past. We know we're going to have to play Xhaka and Sabahis. Let's do a system where Xhaka looked good enough in that system that people are like, oh, Xhaka is back. When Xhaka doesn't play, Arsenal suck. Ceballos played incredibly well in that system towards the end of the year, Toby. Ceballos mm. against Liverpool and Ceballos against Chelsea was fucking fantastic. I think well, we were rejoicing. No, no, and we were rejoicing when he came back from Real Madrid, whereas now I'd drive him to the airport if I could. But within this system, again, players within systems, and this is why I've been so upset. So... Toby, are you in agreement? Are you in disagreement? Would you persist with the fucking four against Tottenham, knowing how leaky we are and knowing that we've now lost not only all ability to create, but all ability to be solid? Yeah, I, look, I, I think I think it's a no-brainer. I think we got what we wanted as fans, but it also shows how naive we are as well. Sometimes you've got to trust mm-hmm. the prefect. I didn't call for it. Sometimes you just got to trust the professionals, all right? 
Yeah. So yeah. now I think you're correct because we got more chance of flying to the moon than going out there and going toe-to-toe with a fairly rampant Spurs at the moment whose bench would swat us away with their dicks at the moment, mm. let, let alone the fucking first team. Now, Painful to say. Yeah. No, well, what's what's the point of pretending? What am I going to – am I going to be some, like, cocky fucking Arsenal fan who thinks London is yeah. always red? It's not at the moment. You know, we're, we're in a completely different league, so let's just accept that. And let's hope that the – the well, there won't be a fucking atmosphere because there's no cunt there. But there, hopefully, something about that North London derby will get some players. Uh, no, there up. are going to be there. There are going to be fans, aren't there? Aren't there oh, who gives a fuck? It's fucking two thousand people. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a yeah. fuck? It's not. It's not even worth discussing. So, what we have to do is hope for a heroic performance. And I think if we're going to take an approach where we've got some interest in the game. Let's have a look and see who steps up. And whoever doesn't step up for this game, we can absolutely 100% draw a line under them and say we're not going to back them anymore. We're not going to support them anymore. Anyone who can't get themselves up for that game, then they're done. They're dead to us. Mm. All right. I it's going to be it's going to be a barometer hate, for the hate, rest of the I season. I hate to say it, but I'd be playing full blown structure. Full blown structure. I'd be playing. Fuck, mate. You've you've you've, you've, you've already said it. You've already said it. You've already said it. You don't you don't even need to repeat it. Like it's it is what it is. We're not going to go and attack. This will be about containment. This will be about man marking. This will be about winning your one-on-one battles or sure as shit not losing them. And this is about playing as many runners as we can. And if we can't have those runners, then we protect the guys with no legs. Lieutenant and Dan you do, and Tobias. No, well, I'd, I'd fucking drop Jacker after that. No, game. no, no. But Nenny, what? If, I'm just oh saying if El is... No, I'm just saying if El Nenny is... fucking talking fit. over me. I'm saying you protect them. If they do play, I'm not, you don't. I'm not saying. I'm just saying whether I would or wouldn't play them, Toby. I'm saying if you do play them, you protect them, mate. But El Nenny's not a fucking. El Nenny's not exactly a superstar. The cunt was fucking signed as backup to fucking Cockerlan at for least like he's five got legs. million pounds. All right, play at all least fucking he's got fucking legs. Play all fucking three of them. Do whatever. Just fucking. <laughs> you know, it's Jack whatever. Got to get dropped, Toby. He needs dropped. What? Whatever we're doing, I, I agree. I negative three'd him. I there is no support left in my bones. The only reason I used to protect Jacka is because I felt that he was positionally what's the word I'm looking for? He was positionally sound when we had a team of everyone who held forward. He had the positional discipline to stay back. Now all I'm seeing is a guy that is basically trying to play quarterback from a centre back role. All right, but let's not get excited about El Nenny. He's an okay player in a certain system. All right, we are moving deck chairs around on the Titanic. So any of this fucking conversation that someone's going to come in and save the day, it ain't going to happen. This needs to be a collective effort, and we really need to somehow put a rocket rocket up our experienced players 
because they're the ones not doing the job. The people on the biggest wages are the people that are failing us at the moment. It's not the kids. Mm, mm. Quick comments from Steve. Jacko is going to be like a chick out of college on a casting couch when up against Son. I know what pornography you've been watching, Steve. I've watched some of the same. It's because he's going to be getting fucked at every chance. I agree with you, Steve. From Scunny Mike. Jacker is positionally up his own ass. I agree. He is so deep, he's fucking bent over on himself. Fergus. El Nenny does a job. Got to agree, Fergus. At least the thing I know that I will get out of El Nenny will he is that he will leave 100% of it out on the pitch. I don't believe Jacker is leaving it 100% out on the pitch. Um, Toby, it's been an unpleasant podcast. I don't think anyone is enjoying doing podcasting at the moment. I don't think anyone is enjoying really talking about Arsenal at the moment, whether it be at the pub, with your friends, with your family. Um, it's it's not a nice space to be in, and it could get worse before it gets better. Um, any final words, Toby, before we, we sign off and we end this torture? My only final words is the, reckon we, the reason we do these chats is cathartic. It's either fun because we've won or it's cathartic because we talk it out after. So it is what it is. As a fan, mm. the, the bad times make you enjoy the good times more. And a lot of Arsenal fans have never experienced that. So it's actually a good thing for a lot of people because you've got to earn the right to be a fan. Unless you're a City mm. supporter. That's true. That's true. All right, guys. Well, all you shit asses and shitheads in the comments, thank you so much for coming in. You know, we always appreciate you. Uh, Manny is going to do a Wednesday extreme. I don't know what the fuck he's going to talk about on Wednesday. It's most likely just going to be very angry and very emotional. Um, but I hope they find some cohesive way of talking. Uh, Scunny will be back with the Friday arse. And Toby and I will see you after Arsenal against Tottenham. And I'm hoping, Toby, that in true Arsenal fashion, we will lose or draw every game that we should win. And maybe mate, it's, that people mate, think this, we shouldn't. This, this is a cup final. This is the type of game we win. Yeah. All right, guys. Much love. We'll catch you next week on the Ask Bros OG. Peace.